Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's Grow Guides from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PostsGrowing.com. This Grow Guides is all about hermaphrodite cannabis plants, which though is a bit shit to find in your grow, it's not the end of the world. You can still use the buds, you can make hash out of it, you can pick seeds out of it if you want to. But of course, preferably, you don't want to find it. So this episode is going to tell you how to diagnose a hermaphrodite cannabis plant, you know, what you need to look for, how you recognize one, looking out for male or female parts on the plant. Uh, what to do if you do find one you know the best way is to stop the pollen from spreading if it does happen and what you can do with the seeds and just different things like that just information about hermaphrodite cannabis plants and of course how to prevent them from happening in the first place and the best ways to avoid it so this got all the information you need i hope you enjoy the episode hope you learned something and of course if you have any questions about this grow guides or any grow guides we've done in the past you can head over to persisgrowroom.com sign up to become a member and you can start a thread for free and ask any questions that you like. I hope to see you over there. But for now, here is this week's Grow Guides. I hope you enjoy it. See you in a bit. With that, let's talk about Hermes. Again, yeah, <laughs> but this is one of the worst things, man. I mean, it's it just on the bud rot, I think. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, yeah, I like the bud rot, I think, yeah, yeah, because you might not notice it at first, especially if you don't know what you're looking for. And if the hermy comes later on in the flowering period as well, then your bud is going to get full of seed, and you just don't know, but it's there until you, you sometimes when you're trimming you'll trim and you'll see seeds in it or you'll find out after you've tried everything and then you crumble up a bunch of smoke and seeds fall out of it all over the place. So to sum, to, it up, to sum it up quickly, a hermy is when you have your female cannabis plant, which you've been growing your flowers on, and male flowers will grow on that plant as well as female flowers and it will pollinate itself and create seeds in the buds. So that, that's pretty much what a hermy is. Right, so let's start off with who has had a Hermy. Everybody raise your hand if you had a Hermy. <laughs> but I've, had, I've had Hermy. I've had it a couple of times, but only a couple of times. I can't see whose hands up. That's the problem. Wait a minute. I can do that. There's a setting for that, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there is in Zoom. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you've had one, TJ? Yeah, I did it. You've had some I raised my hand. Hey, cool. how do you do that? That's cool. Our oh, reactions, is it? <laughs> yeah. hand. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying, TJ? Had you had a hermy, mate. Yeah, I've had, I've had them over the years. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're not. I mean, as far as quote unquote bad things to happen in your tent, um, it's probably one of the most common. I would say. Mm. Well, I've I've had it uh, twice. I had one on a cheese crop I did, and then well, maybe they were the same one. Maybe we've only had it once. Ooh. I'm not sure, but I'll say twice just in case. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. These things mm. do happen. It just depends on genetics and it depends on different uh -huh. stresses that go on throughout the grow. And Hermes do happen. You just got to do do what you can to avoid it. So, yeah. so there's different Sorry. kinds of Hermes. Yeah, have you had a Hermes monkey? Oh, I've had both kinds. Right, okay. We won't go into too much detail yet. Well, what about uh, you, Bubba Hawk? You had Hermes, mate. Yeah, once or twice. 
<laughs> so, so there you go, everybody. It happens, man. So if you do find yourself with a Hermie, then don't don't be too hard on yourself. It's not necessarily your fault, but it probably is. <laughs> right. So where do we even start with this? First off, how would we identify a Hermie? What, what is a Hermie going to look like? So we'll start off with early in flower. TG, do you want to explain what a Hermie would look like early on in the flowering period? Yeah. Basically, early on in flowers, yeah, like the easiest time. Well, not the easiest because you're not always looking, but um, it's the most obvious to see them. They uh, they generally appear at your nodes where, you know, your pre-flowers will, will grow. Once you've confirmed whether, you know, in this case, it, it'll be a female, you grow it up, you flip the flower and like maybe a week into flower, two weeks into flower, three weeks into flower, you look at your nodes where those early cat or early bracts have formed but now they're growing these they look like a well, bunch of grapes male, yeah male flowers and if you're too late then they've opened up into like a little umbrella and shit pollen everywhere mm-hmm. so uh yeah and this pollen gets onto the female flowers that are also growing and it makes seeds up in itself but as tg mm-hmm. said it's nice and easy to spot in the early times and then you haven't wasted a lot of time on it as well so, you know, we've been growing for five or six weeks and now you've noticed that it's a herm in the first week of flower. So seven mm-hmm. weeks wasted rather than 13, 14, if you carried on throughout the flowering period. So, yeah. But, so during the but flowering just period. You see, sorry, just monkey. because you see that one early ball, that doesn't mean it, it's the end of the growth. You, know? mm-hmm. Very you true. have, to make, Very you have true. to make choices about Hermes the entire way. Mm-hmm. So if you do see that, I mean, initially, at the if it starts to show early on in the flowering cycle, then you can pick off those uh, male flowers. But if it carries on producing them, mm-hmm. then it, you're not you're not going to be able to do that throughout the whole grow and pick every male flower off, you see. So you might as well just chop the plant down and get rid of it and start again. You need to pop some autos or something yeah. and just try and get a grow done quick to cover your losses. I've done successfully pulled the early one or two balls off of, of some autos before and, mm-hmm. and not seen them again. So yeah. it was worth a go. It might be worth a shot to give it, a, you know. So later in flower, well, when the plants have grown, you know, you've had, you've been watching it the whole time. Everything's been female. Buds look lovely. Everything's going well. But you get a hermy later on in flower. What's that mm-hmm. gonna look like? You you, you want to go through that one, Bubble Hawk? Mm, so usually late in flower, you'll get what we refer to as nanas or bananas. Mm-hmm. The, the ones that I've come across in late flower, they, they're usually coming um, out of the bud themselves. And it's, it literally looks like a little banana pushing its way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you won't necessarily see the balls as such. It's the, the banana that you'll see more than anything else. And usually by that point, it's already opened up inside that bud. Um, so, but yeah, it kind of like um, easiest way is... Um, I'm just trying to think of a way to explain it that would be kind of like kind of like a thick um yeah sorry what you're saying Mackie? no yeah it looks like a banana that has been opened in in the buds mm. really. that, that's what it looks mm. like a small banana yeah tiny. yeah yeah i mean looking in the flower looking at the bracts you just kind of notice something that's maybe brighter yellow or lime green or something that's not mm-hmm. there before and almost that's when you yeah. want to start looking that's yeah. something weird late and, flower and obviously, if you're looking and you see seeds in your bud, then it's, it's way too late. It's already made seeds, and that takes four or five weeks once the plant's been pollinated. So it was all done a long time ago. There's not very much you can do. Yeah. But 
you, you have to look at, I mean, to get the right pictures, you can head over to versusgrowing.com and there's mm-hmm. a, a post specifically about Hermes, which will have these pictures in, but you can check out and be able to recognize them if they show up. But if you catch them early, late in the flowering cycle, or even early in the flowering cycle, like we said, you can take some of the uh, flowers off, which we'll get off to, we'll get to that a little bit later, the best way to do that. But, you know, make sure you, you know how to recognize these because they do happen. And obviously you don't want that in your grow room because if you've got, say, four or five plants in your tent and only one plant is hermit, that's still going to pollinate the rest of the plants and they'll have seeds yeah. in the buds too. You don't want that to happen. So you need to be able to keep an eye out for plants that are hermaphrodite. That's just the way it is. So make sure you've got mm-hmm. a good idea of what these things look like. And no matter how much we explain to you via audio, it's not really going to work. You're going to need pictures to make sure that you've got a proper vision of this stuff. So visit well, Percy's to see that. So we talked about, let's say you, you talked about the late flower nanas. We didn't talk about what do you do with them though? I mean, do, do we just yank the whole plant when we see late flower nanas? Uh, well, we, we, I think we were going to uh, go I into know. that a little bit later. I mean, the okay, best well, one. I, I don't have the, I don't have the uh, outline in front of me. Well, to, let's, uh, let's go how to get rid of them now. We might as well do that. I mean, because there's certain things you want to do to prevent the spread of any pollen when you're removing the bananas or the male flowers when it's early on in flower or when it's late. Well, when it's early on in flower, there's not buds fully formed. So you can spray the male flowers with water, which will massively reduce the spread of the pollen. The pollen can't travel so much when it's wet because it's too heavy. It won't travel on the wind. So it, when you go to remove them male flowers, spray it with some, just, just some clean water, just a little bit to make it wet. And then uh, you, if you get a bag, uh, many people have got dogs, you know, and you pick up the poop scoop and you, you got to put the bag over your hand and then pick up the poop and then you pull the bag out again. That's similar to what you're going to do when you're taking the male flowers off is you'll put a bag over your hand and you'll go with your hand covered by the bag. You'll pinch off the male flower and then you'll pull the bag off your hand. Well, and at the same time, we'll be pulling the male flower into the bag which massively reduces the risk of the spread of any pollen. If you spray it with some water first, then that will reduce the spread even more. And that's what you want to do. You're just trying to stop any pollen from getting out of there. And if you catch them early as well, mm. it, it, it's producing pollen, but it hasn't opened and released the pollen. So if you get yeah. nice and early in that stage, it might not get too far. But when yeah, you get exactly later right. in the flowers there, but when you get to the banana stage, you're going to do the same thing by picking them off. But obviously you don't want to spray water on your buds. So just don't do that. Turn all yeah, your well, fans I, off. Sorry, monkey. No, so that like Ballista was saying in the chat, the water deactivates the pollen almost instantly. So it, getting the pollen wet will prevent it from from making seeds. If I'm in late flower and I'm picking them, um, I'll normally get a little container with a pair of tweezers um, and I'll have a little bit of clean water in that container and I'll just get a spray bottle and just a few drops where the banana is on mm-hmm. that. Um, thing. I mean, look, a little bit of water on it here and there. I mean, you, you're pulling something out that's going to be worse than if you get a bit of water on a bud. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I if find rain's that outside, that way, man. If you got, you know, if you got good yeah. air blowing around, then it will be fine getting a little wet. Yeah. So then I just, I just sort of pull it out with the, um, with the tweezers, and then I'll dump that into that water and just mix around my, um, mix it around a bit to deactivate it, and then on to the next one. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not the end of the world. No, but, not at all. That's it. Even if you do find it late in flower and you find seeds in your bud, it really isn't the end of the world. You will still have decent bud. In some instances, uh, they say because the plant's been spending so much energy making the seeds, 
that it won't produce as many resins and uh, terpenes and cannabinoids as it would have done. But I haven't found that weed, which I've had Hermit before, was still good as weed. It was just a pain mm. in the ass to pick all the seeds out right. of it. That's all. Yeah, there's this bro science out there that'll tell you you can't smoke seeded weed, but that's just bro science. Yeah. I smoke so much seeded weed. You know what I mean? Come on, oh man. Before fucking 1995, it was all seedy weed. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, don't smoke it. Get rid of the seeds and smoke your weed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. when you're getting rid of the hermes, like like we said, a little bit of water to stop the pollen from traveling, and that will kill the pollen also. And then use something over your hand like a bag to pinch it off, or tweezers will work as well. Uh, pinch it off and then put it straight into the bag. And also turn your fans off because then if any stray pollen does get out, it won't get blown around so much. Yeah. So. Especially if you're pulling them out. Like if you're pulling them out with tweezers and you got fans blowing everywhere, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to be quick. <laughs> So turn the fans off. It's only going to be off for like five, 10 minutes while you're checking that yeah. plant and so pulling out what you can. Once you've done all that, you will be thinking to yourself, how the fuck did this happen? And Ooh. I mean, t- the main thing is genetics. Right, TG? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it can't do it in the first place, it won't do it. Mm-hmm. If it has the propensity to do it, it might do it based on environmental stress. Or it might just do it because it does it. Mm-hmm. That's it's kind of a sliding scale there. But if it can't do it, it won't do it. It doesn't That's just right. appear. It needs the genetics in its background somewhere in order to hermy. And in some situations, people would say when the plant gets past the its life, where it's like, oh, I should have uh, made seeds by now, and I haven't. I'm going to start to grow myself some male flowers so I can pollinate myself and make some seeds. You know. It, it, can do that when it gets towards the end of its life cycle, but you have to push pretty far uh, yeah, past wouldn't, its life to get there. I wouldn't count that as a true Hermie either. I mean, uh, yeah, it, like I say, it's it's a sliding yeah. scale. and uh, yeah. But um, it's not a Hermie down to stress so much. Yeah, basically. I mean, you can induce hermaphroditism too using colloidal silver or mm-hmm. silver thiosulfate too, that's a, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So... That we talked about many times. We talk about hemp. Commercial hemp was originally bred to be hermaphroditic because they yeah. wanted all the seeds. It's like, yeah, it's, it's mono. There. It's floating in the wind, literally. Monoecious. It says word. Yeah, dioecious is male, female. Monoecious means male, female on the same plant. Most plants yep. are monoecious. Dioecious is kind of rare, actually, mm-hmm, in the botanical mm-hmm. world. And uh, hops is monoecious. Yeah, yeah you um, just got lucky with the cannabis, man. Yeah, cannabis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, some are bred to do that. Like, like when you said, the hemp is because they want seeds. So, so what I have found is, you know, first of all, you got to have the genetics there, but what would trigger a Hermie most is light leaks in, in the dark period of the flowering cycle of a photo period plant specifically. You know, if you have an irregular light cycle, sometimes if you have um, like an extension cable with a light on it, that you're not, not sure of, or that you're not aware of. Or it's a piece of equipment like the D home. Yeah. yeah. But some, some prick, prick with a fucking floodlight in your backyard. Mm-hmm. When, when it's well, outdoors, yeah. Street lights, things like that. When it's outdoors, somebody driving past with the, with the lights but, on on the car. All these yeah, different things. A, we, we talked to about the guy whose neighbor was trying to do it with a flashlight to this point. You mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. That's fucked. So you got to really. Yeah, just rude. When it's uh, nighttime, anything more than i think that they say it's like a seven percent light because that's what the full moon gives off anything more than that is going to cause either reveg or a hermaphrodite 
on your cannabis plant. So you have to be really careful. This is where you need a good timer that's going to turn the lights off at one time and turn it back on at another time to keep the light cycle as regular as possible. Don't mess with that mm. dark period at all. You want zero light in your grow tent. So it, one of the important things to do is when you're going to go into flower, when your veg is ending, take all of the plants out of the tent and step into the tent, zip it up, and then just wait for a few minutes and then look around the tent or the, or the grow room, whichever way, and you'll see any light leaks from there. Yeah. You know. When you're doing that, you best have somebody who really likes you help you because usually <laughs> you got to have somebody help you unzip the tent to get out easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, make sure you're I working do. with somebody who likes you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do it the opposite way. So I'll stay on the outside of the tent, flick the lights on and stand there and look for where it's coming out of any pinholes. But then if you've got a piece of yeah. equipment in there, that's got a, like a little red LED oh, on. You're not going to well, see I was going to say, yeah, that's that's, that's the other one. part. Make make sure any equipment you've got that has LED panels, lights, whatever, has a bit of, you, know, you cover that light because you know, it will do it. Yeah, I've been taking down my tents this week. Like I said, I'm te- taking one down. My autos were growing in there. And as I'm emptying it out, I noticed that the extension cable has got a big fucking orange light on it. <laughs> like, that's been going the whole time. But yeah, it's the autos. The yeah. autos don't give a fuck. They're like, oh, look at that nice light over there. So yeah. autos that's are much harder to hurt me. Yeah, sorry, TJ. No, I was just commenting. That's fucked me up before because mm-hmm. I didn't cover my extension cord light or my my temperature remote temperature sensor blinking red light you know? mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh led diodes are not enough to cause harms that they are mate you some some things uh i've seen that lots of people hurt me up just a small piece of equipment in there just small lights man it depends on the strain and how uh vulnerable and, it's and, the, be. and the color of the led as well mm-hmm. and my purple god but did it that's why I have so many fucking seeds in it. It's still in yeah. my jar down here because I haven't touched it. It was only on that one corner too, and I couldn't figure out why. I was really pissed off. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that fucking sensor blinking straight up. Yeah, that light travels, you know, because it's in a reflective tent as well. So that it yeah. spreads yeah. around, man. It's better to just have it pitch black. Even a little uh, a little hole in the ducting, you know. How do you know it was an yeah. LED diode? Well, you, know, Jim, you will jump at a point though, as far as like some some strains like TG has talked about the Godbug before, saying it's very very susceptible to hernia, and it may mine is not all that like. And then some strains are almost bulletproof, and an LED probably won't make it hurt. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, it depends on the strain, depends a lot of genetics. Like TG said, first of all, genetics, genetics, genetics. That's gonna be really that's firm right there. Mm-hmm. If it's a light leak, I will say what you will see like almost a hundred percent. Well, I would say 100% of the time is reveg and uh, maybe that, some hurt. That was mine. Yeah. Well, yeah LA, that's, that, that happened. Exa- yeah, exactly. That's why my purple, that's why I knew what happened to my purple god butt because it reveg too. And I was like, what uh-huh. in the flying fuck is going on here? But anyway, um, yeah. Um, other things though, if it's not a light leak, like, you know, environmental stresses, nutrient, you know, deficiencies or excesses or mm-hmm. bug problems or all that, if this plant is stressed, it'll, try and uh, preserve itself it's pretty right much some it's... that's it some last ditch effort to try and preserve itself like oh yeah. shit my life's going to be ending soon because of these shitty conditions i'm living in i better make some seeds so yeah in good stable genetics i feel what would be correct in small light probably is not going to make it uh make it hurt that bad because in reality you're growing outdoors the plants have mm-hmm. to deal with moonlights and cars passing yes seven percent light is what it, you know seven percent of the light is what they can have i yeah. think that's what they i mean i've read that in a fucking book a long time ago somewhere but 
It's just a small amount of light because obviously you have the full moon, which is very bright compared to having no moon at all. So the plants mm-hmm. can have a little bit of light in the in the dark hours. But once it gets mm-hmm. too much, and it also depends on uh, on the genetics as well, whether it's prone to Hermia or not. That would all. Well, how do you guys feel about this uh, this thing about using green light at night so you don't harm your plants? No, no, there's something dodgy about that, man. I just don't, don't do it. Why do I need to go in the dark period anyway? You know what I mean? Red light either. Red light will do it. You know, that's what happened to me. I mean, I'm 99% sure. I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty confident. I've grown Godbud, this Godbud, for four years now, and I know pretty much exactly how it is. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, Light leaks will be number one. And, I mean, what else is causing Hermes? I mean, going way longer than the manufacturer or the breeder recommends, that can do it for you. Yeah, that, that triggers that end of life gene in the plant. Like I've got to pick, I've got to make the seed before I die. I've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those aren't and even an issue. females will do that. Yeah. If they uh, if they do do that at the end of life, no, there's nothing to worry about because unless you have like a fuckload of other plants in there that are able to be pollinated, probably you're not going to get any pollen off of that thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's probably yeah. so like squished in the bud that. And there's no act of stigma um, on the bud that it's growing on usually at that point in this life either. So, yeah. So just the, be- the best way to avoid it is get good genetics. You know, make sure yeah. you've got good genetics in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. And make sure there's no light leaks and there's a little, yeah. as little stress as possible throughout the growth. Yeah. Make sure that the plant's happy. Consistency, but, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they mm-hmm. like. But regardless of you trying, sometimes it's going to happen anyway, and you won't know oh, yeah. until the end of the grow, and then you're going to have loads of seeds. And an important thing is don't use those seeds. I mean, you can if you want to, and you might get lucky, but you have to remember in the genetics of that plant, there is definitely hermy genes. So if you're going mm-hmm. to grow any of those seeds, you have to be fully expecting to have hermes grow from it as well. So yep. it's best not to do that. I've grown herm seeds before, never had a herm seed herm on me. I don't know if that's because I'm pampering the seed correctly or what. But that's cool. I know other people have said the same thing, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there are certain strains out there. Uh, let's use Gorilla Glue as one of them, GE. Um, it was grown from a herm seed and it was for a long time until it was stabilized. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the breeders out there, it, it was a plant that, was, that had a high possibility of herm on you every time mm-hmm. it came around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even that, some some of them are worth it, you know. Like that's why I, I keep purple godbud around. It's a very sensitive plant, like you like you mentioned. But mm-hmm. it's so nice that if you do it right, and even if there are a couple of seeds, I don't give a fuck because it's so nice, mm-hmm. right? So hear that. Just don't breed with it. Right? See, and feminized seeds of our female plants that have been turned into male, but that's done chemically rather than stress, right? So it's not yeah, the I mean, same I think it's as... back into the whole epigenetics thing. Did the stress on the plant that caused the herm cause it to pass on the stress genetics to the other plant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't have that answer. I don't, I don't think there's a clear answer to that right now. There's I'm, opinions on both of that. You know? I think that's true. It, it is true because that's um, I've read, you know, forums and stories and, and talk to people from the, the old days before people knew about colloidal silver and stuff. And that's how seeds were kind of made. They just happened to be in bud for some fucking reason. And they always happen to grow females plants. Um, but they do carry that, that propensity for hermaphroditism. Whereas if, like you said, if you do it synthetically with, with chemicals like uh, colloidal silver, 
you you are the trigger. So unless you trigger the next batch, well, it's um, assuming the gases, isn't it? It's uh, when you spray with colloidal silver, it prevents the plant emitting produce, a certain gas, uh, yeah. which keeps it female. So it will start turning. It's ethylene. not ethanol. Is it ethylene? There we go. It's going to say ethylene. ethanol, but it definitely weren't that. Yeah, not ethanol. Yeah. No. <laughs> that, that's, no ethylene, uh, yeah. And that's what causes the plant to turn into male at that point. That's what they say, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you suppress that and then it just it grows male flowers instead. But it only will do that if you suppress it. And that's the mm -hmm. thing about fem seeds, you know, assuming they're made properly, mm -hmm. they're self-induced hermaphrodites. But if if you use seeds from a naturally hermaphroditic plant, they will likely be feminized, but you will likely see a propensity of hermaphroditism in those uh, offspring. Bastards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you got to fuck loads of seeds out of it. Sorry, Bubba, how can you say something? Like no, 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 I was just, just agreeing, nodding in agreements. And yeah. if if you don't want to be smoking, maybe like if you chop down your plant, you've dried it, and now you found a shitload of seeds in it because it hermit at some point, don't be too disheartened. One, you can still smoke the buds. It's still going to be nice. Just, you know, enjoy your weed. But if you can't be asked to pick all the seeds out of it all the time, make yourself some hash, man. Very, you know, take all, all the THC from it, leave the seeds behind. Nice and easy to do. So if that's a big problem, make yourself some hash. But it's not the yeah. end of the world. Just go again. No, it's not. Believe me, if you have seed weed, if you try and give it away, people will take it. Yeah. I guarantee that. <laughs> yes, they do. I remember when uh, I hermied one of mine and I went around my friend's house with it. And I'm like, yeah, fucking hermied my crap, man. He's like, oh, there's seeds in your weed. I haven't had seeds in my weed since the 90s. That's what he said. Right, legitimate. And then his next grow hermit. Pick up the bag was, and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he nice. had fucking seeds in his weed. It was like, ooh, you know, emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> but that meme wasn't damage. out back then, so I didn't say that to him. But it was like... <laughs> And and then he actually uh, he heard me this the one after that as well. And I kept telling him, You've got a light leak in your turn. He's like, No, he ain't, no, he ain't. Like, you must have a light leak in your turn if you've got two Hermes in a row. It's the only thing that makes sense. And then, you know, we did the uh, the light check trick. So he's got in his tent with the in the darkness and zipped everything up. And the vent was just pissing in a shitload of light from outside. So, yeah. you know, make sure you do that check, man. Make sure you are 100% sure there are no yeah. light, no light leaks getting into that tent. Just make sure. So. Yeah. If, if you have five tents like I do, make sure they're on like appropriate schedules mm -hmm. so they're not blaring, blasting light into each other. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that's uh, it. That's Hermes, really. And mm -hmm. just like we say, if you, if you do find one and you need, if you need a second opinion, you know, if you're 50 50, you think it might be a Hermes, then come over to Percy, start a thread, and we'll be able to help you diagnose it pretty, pretty quickly. We all know what we're looking for over there. So if you need help, come over to Percy's and ask for it. That's pussiesgrowroom.com. Go and sign up. Uh, don't but, panic. Don't panic. They're like yeah. the least, you know, worrisome thing. Because you can still smoke the seeds like or smoke the weed like you guys said, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like it's bud yeah. rot and you have to throw everything out or you something. That's yeah. the worst. Just, you know, it's just, just a, a bit shit. Not a fan of rot. No, why not, man? Why not? <laughs> 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 you know. And you know, you know what's strange? Like trichoderma in the soil. Plants love it. But if it gets on the buds, you're fucked. <laughs> Fucking stupidness, man. God damn. God damn. It, happens, it happens so quick. That's the problem with the rot is that by the time you see it, it's probably through three quarters of that plant. And, you know, not, and, and spores yeah, and things quick. everywhere as well. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, you know, if you're lucky and you catch maybe one top, two tops and you can clip them, but 
nine times out of ten, it's already ravaged that plant. So yeah. maybe we should do that next. Maybe we should talk about bud rot. Get bud rot fully. Uh... Jeez, I don't even know if I want to. And I don't need flashbacks. Come, Come on. That. I don't know what to talk about that. <laughs> it's that bad. Talking bud rot. Jeez. Any grower who's ever had bud rot knows how much that just deflates your... I mean, it just ruins your attitude. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. It's so yeah. bad, man. You're a beautiful plant, the whole thing. It still looks beautiful when you break the buds in half. And it, oh. oh, God. Oh, I'm not, not ashamed to say I've cried. I've, I've seen it and I've cried before. <laughs> I've been close. I've been close. I've been very, <laughs> very... <laughs> Very emotionally damaged, I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can still see that that color in the inside of the buds every time I think about it. Oh, like, oh and the way oh, it just breaks apart so easily, you know, oh, it's yeah, like it's yeah. already dead. Yeah. It. Yeah. So anyway, Stop. that's about <laughs> that's about everything we have there for the uh, the hermit grow guides. So if you do have any questions. That you, that you would like us to cover, make sure you pop over to postagegrowing.com and ask over there if we have to answer anything that you want us to answer. But I think that just about covers everything. Just one more time, we'll tell you again, if you do have a hermit plant and you, you know, you've know you chopped it, harvested it, dried it, it's ready to go, and then you find a shitload of seeds in it, it's not so bad. At least you've got some weed, man. Just you know, enjoy it. It will really make you appreciate weed without seeds in it. I swear. <laughs> like, I, I had so that, much fucking cheese. just fine. It's not dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, I had so much of this cheese, man. I was just smoking it for, for fucking like, I don't know, six weeks, maybe two months of just smoking this seedy weed. And you're picking seeds out, picking seeds out, picking seeds. And then I got weed that wasn't seedy. And it was just like, oh, man, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember rolling rolling a joint and in the middle of the joint, you find the seed, you know, the joint explodes, pop, goes yeah. flying across mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had so many yeah. holes burned in a poster and, and it stuff stinks like that. so like bad. Oh, yeah. Popcorn. It's, yeah, it's com- completely different flavor. Usually, mm-hmm. I used to get it in um, when I'd be smoking a billy, you'd be halfway through the billy and then pop, pop, pop. Oh. <laughs> Goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, man. Chilbert said there, make, uh, make dry sift hash with Humbud for sure, man. That'll work. Yeah, it's very easy yeah. to do. So you can always Tasty do that stuff. or you can just smoke the buds. It's completely up to you. Uh, we do have some questions for the, the listener mail section here. So uh, Firetop has asked, once I've chopped, hung and dried my plants, I do a snap test on the stems of the nugs to know if they're fully dry or not. My question is, uh, last time I snap tested and jarred them after a day or two, they felt moist. Is there a storage method I missed? And other than hanging in front of a fan, what's people's preferred drying method? Yeah. So I think it's just asking the best way to dry and store it here. And that's usually oh. the way as well when you do, but I mean, you don't want it to get too moist, but when you put them in a jar after they've been hanging and the, the stems are snapping, usually they will get a little bit more, well, feel a little bit moister because the moisture on the outside of the bud has all evaporated away, but there's still a little bit left on the inside and it will disperse evenly around bud when it's in an airtight container. So they will feel a little bit damp, but it should only be a little bit. You say monkey sorry? No, you, you hit exactly on the head there. It's just it's the moisture coming out, equalization is all it is, and that's mm-hmm. why you're burping those jars. Yeah. I mean, it, it just takes time, man. It just takes time with the cure to because it, the water is going to come from the middle of the buds to the outside of the buds and then evaporate into the air that's around them in the container. And when you open the jars to burp the air, all that moisture is going to escape out of the jar and there's going to be nice, normal air in there again after that and then you close the lid and it's airtight and the process repeats itself and you're slowly removing that moisture 
which will break down the chlorophyll more and you'll have a smoother smoke at the end of it. So, but if it's too wet, if, you, if there's too much moisture in the middle there and it isn't quite snapping, it's only bending, it's not snapping, then that moisture can seep out of the bud and it will damage the terpenes and reduce the flavor in the buds. And you don't want that to happen. So just make sure that the, the, uh, the buds are snapping at the base on the stem, right? actually snapping. And then, then you're safe to go. Yeah, the main stem doesn't have to snap, so it's it's more more where they're attached to the main stem that needs to be snapped. Yeah, you take mm -hmm. not the whole cola off, just the individual bud off the cola, the small little stem mm -hmm. that attaches. So that's that's what you're trying to pull on. Just if they pop off, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything to add there, Tinji? Uh, nope. I think uh, that covers it. Yeah, hanging in front of a fan. Well, yeah. When it's hanging in the in the drying room, it should be in the dark with just a slight breeze moving air around the room. It, it shouldn't really be be blowing directly at the buds because that will speed up the drying process too much. But you need to keep the air moving. If, if the air constantly moving, then there's less like of mold, less chance of mold spores germinating. That's it. Just keep the air moving, but not blowing directly at the buds. Uh, we have something which follows on from that. When you're curing, you know, if it gets too dry, then you can use humidity packs. I, I don't really like doing that kind of thing, then Bovita packs and stuff. But, you know, it, it's an option. And Filmy Bowls asks, how many times would you reuse your humidity packs and what's your preferred product? Does anybody use humidity packs? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. Well, no, I don't. I used to, but I'm like, the fuck? I just, you know. Cure my weed properly. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you use for? <laughs> Store it properly. So I well, yeah. I use the um, Bavita packs, right. um, and and it's only more as like a. Do you use you know, fifty eight or sixty two? A sixty twos. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, I only only use it as just like a you know just in the bigger buckets because I you know I'm if if I'm using glass jars. No, I'll just normal burp in a glass jar. That's fine. But if I'm using a bigger bucket, I like to have one or two in there just in case. Have you ever used the uh, Integra brand? Or do I you guys haven't. have them? We, yeah, we do I, have them. Um, I haven't re haven't really had a chance to give them a go. I mean, I could buy some and give it a go, but I get you know I get the, the see, same result, I suppose. My opinion on this is those kind of humidity packs are only used for by people who do not grow their own. If you grow your own and you need to add moisture back to your buds, take a leaf off one of your plants that are growing and just use yeah, that leaf. That leaf idea. is full of mm. cannabis-flavored moisture. So just use yeah. that to add moisture back to your buds. But only use one small leaf because if you put something that too big, you'll be surprised how much water it holds and it will leach back into your buds and that will ruin the flavor. You know, the terpenes and shit get wet again. You don't want that happening. Yeah. I was just going to say, Bubble Hawk, you should try those Integras. The Bevitas do not have a very good reputation, in, at least here in Canada. I, we have at work, we got a big package of stuff and they came with these, the, the big Bovitas, you know, like the, they're like the fucking pound ones or whatever. They're huge, yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, they're like, hey, do you want these? You grow weed, right? And I'm like, oh, no, you can just throw them in the garbage. <laughs> Whoa. So, I, yeah, you should have said, yeah, you should have scooped them up for prizes, man. People might want them. Shit. Uh, Look, to, to be fair, 
Yeah, to be, to be fair, I've never had an issue with them. But then again, I make sure it's it's dried and I don't put them in until I've got, like, I mean, about yeah. two weeks. So it's more of a mm-hmm, long mm-hmm. storage thing and yeah, it's, a, sure. it's like a backup yeah. safety thing. Because, you know, again, our, our temperatures go up, down, left, right, all over the shop. And keeping yeah. an area consistent at that temp can be a bit hard. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't always open a bucket. I could have a bucket sitting there for a week, two weeks or whatever before I open it again. And I just like to have that in the background. But I mean, again, if it's in glass, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I won't, yeah. I won't worry about it. Have you ever experienced any degradation in terpenes because of those bovitas? That's what the argument oh. here is. That's what people say they do. And um, yeah. It's got to change your flavor a little bit, surely. I mean, look, I've, I've found, I haven't found degradation as such, um, but I have found in, in a sense of if you want to reuse that bovita pack, you can't mm. but see it's it's not a swap strain yeah, strain thing it, so because it will soak up a, a bit so i mean i suppose yeah there, there would be a touch of, of degradation mm. in there because it will soak a little bit of that up um yeah. but I've, I've never never to the point where i've smoked it and gone oh that tastes like shit because it's you know it's, it's right. losing its smell or anything like that but yeah, yeah sure but i'll have to cool. give those integras a go because um i mean yeah i have no skin in the game you know i don't care either way because, uh, but I find them if I do have to use them. I have a bunch of them here actually that I was given, and and I use them occasionally. So, but yeah, that's just I mean, me. Like, I so that, that's it. I suppose I don't use them to bring moisture back in. I mean, if I'm if I if it's too dry, I'm using yeah. plant matter because it's it's easier. Um, right. I've got it on hand. It just makes it easier to do to just chuck a few leaves in there and let it come back that way. Right. Um, so just for a long-term a, a, storage a, kind of thing yeah, yeah more of a long term that's all i use it for how many uh, times would you reuse a humidity pack uh again i'd use it for that one that one strain so if i'm you know I, I, they're not ridiculously expensive to get um so if i do a run and um and i've got a, a big chunk of it in buckets i'll throw a couple into that bucket right. and then once i've gone through that bucket that's it i mean you can reuse them that there's no reason why you can't I don't because I find I find it contaminates the um, the next one. So, right. and I'm I'm big on flavor. I don't want the if I'm got a different strain, it's got a different flavor. There's a reason for that. You know what? I, I don't. You want don't want Jack Herrera in your roots. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Why not? You should have Jack Herrera in everything. Mm-mm-mm. I was just going to well, say, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it changes. Bad it, choice, it does change. choice is strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So no, we that's ha- good. We have um. Sorry, TJ, you was going to say something there. No, no, I was just agreeing and cool. closing the debate. Because uh, Filmy Bowls also sends another question. He has two questions sent into us this week. We appreciate the questions as well. If you want to send us any questions for next week's show, make sure you drop them in the high and homegrown section on percysgrowroom.com. Uh, Filmy Bowls' second question, he says, I've noticed that a lot of newer LED grow lights don't have cooling fans built into the unit and they only have aluminium cooling fins. Aluminium yeah. cooling fins, okay. Uh, is that is it that they never really needed it? Not sure if it's because of a new units or, or are they just wanting to help on consumer costs on electricity for the growth. I think it's down to efficiency more than anything, right? Is They used to use them Epistar kind of um, LED diodes and now they're using more like the, the Samsung diodes, the Atom H301s. So they're a little well, different, Mars more efficient. Well, Marsh uses a lot of Epistar still and, and they stay are using the flat flat plate stuff right i think okay. it was, I it's a lot more about the efficient the power efficiency of the right, diodes right. is better mm-hmm. now what do you say tj it's, 
I have no idea. I'm not an engineer or a light person at all. Shane would be the guy to ask about this, but like I use the old fan type and I use the new like quote, you know, the solid state power supply. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, it's, it's just down to the technology. Like the old ones I think probably did get a lot hotter. So they needed those in-house fans to suck all the heat away. It was, it's another type of heat sink because those things did have big aluminum heat sinks on them too, but they also yeah. had fans in them. Whereas right. these new ones are just a big aluminum, you know, a board maybe, or, or like he said, with the fins and yeah, it's just, they, I just, they don't get as hot. And so they probably don't need as much, uh, cooling maybe. Hmm. That's why I think well, I those big boards with that giant aluminum plate on it, the giant aluminum plate is a heat sink. So you're yeah, putting for a, sure. a small power supply on this massive aluminum plate, even though it doesn't have fins on it, that aluminum plate still radiates a lot yeah. of heat. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, you should By still use a fan though. Plate versus the other things, you know that that's that helped. Yeah. Well, some of the, like the a uh, lot of some of the mean wheel drivers now actually have fins on them, so that actually you know facilitates cooling them in the open yeah, yeah. as well nowadays. A yeah, lot I'm of it with... just has to do with we've gotten more efficiency. We we can drive the LEDs at a higher level now with less power, so we don't generate as much heat. T, uh, Twisted yeah. says there in chat, they were encased in a box, had to use a fan. It's like a good point, man. If they were in a box, yeah. but nowadays they're in a box, they're more like yeah, quantum yeah. boards and they're just flat on a, a aluminium. Uh, it's actually cheaper to manufacture them with a flat plate versus the box. It's mm -hmm. one reason the manufacturers drop the box. Yeah, It's modular now in a way, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you should still have a fan, like a little clip-on fan or some kind of air movement over those power supplies and yeah. your lights because it really helps to cool them down even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. So, good question. I hope that answers the question for you. Is that everything? I think we have everything. We have all the uh, the questions that were asked to us from the forum here. Did we see any pop up in the chat there? What we, what I was uh, saying, I don't think we did. See if I see any immediate cues here. No, it looks looks like a pretty good. But yeah, what's up, Twisted? Hope you're good, mate. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I haven't seen you on Percy's for a while. I know you're very busy working hard, man. It must be horrible in that heat as well. So I hope you keep him well. And just a quick shout out there to our sponsors. Well, you know, the Percy sponsored Alibongo, man. If you're going to buy yourself something nice this week from Alibongo, everybody, go show them some support. Haven't given them a shout out for a while. Keep forgetting. Nope. But, you know, they do deserve a good shout out. They're epic members of the community. So if you're, if you're looking to buy yourself a new bong or lighter or ashtray, pack of Rizzlers, you know, something nice for yourself this week, because it's Father's Day. Get over to Alibaba. Hey. Or, or seeds, yeah. yeah. They've got plenty of seeds over mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was so, looking at those, um, looking at those uh, critical orange punch cross mimosas on there. Yeah, yeah man. There's a few of them on there that I was looking at, and I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, I just got seeds not long ago. Do I really need to do this again? You know what I'm talking about, guys? Mm. <laughs> I'm terrible for it. I see him, I'm like, yes, put it in the cart. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. So go, go and treat yourself something nice over at Ali Bongos this week, everybody. Do it. Do it. Go show some support to those guys over there. The good guys, Ali Bongo. Uh, anything else we should add before we move on? Is uh, we have Chris Trump interview on Tuesday, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good make, one, that one. I'll, I'll make that one public as well. I've made all of them public for this month. But when we go back to July, they're all going to go back to private again, everybody. Just so, just giving you like, giving much everybody a free trial of Patreon. <laughs> you know, so if you want to catch up with all of these interviews that we do twice a week, there'll be me, Monkey, and Bubba Hawk on some occasions too. We'll be there yep. just chatting shit with random guests as we do. So it's always good fun. So come and join us if you can. 
Anything else to add, lads? Anything else to add? Not much. I think we're good. We're going to move to the outro screen. Let's do it. There we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides, all about Hermes. Now, uh, on this week's show on Sunday, where you can catch us live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash high and homegrown. You can find us there at 9 p.m. UK time, 4 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific on Sunday, every Sunday. So come along and catch us live. This week, we're going to be talking about Bud Rot. So for Out the Grow Guides, so far, we've covered absolutely everything you need to know to learn how to grow your own cannabis at home for yourself. And if you know anybody who wants to learn how to grow, then please feel free to share these episodes with them and they can learn how to grow their own from start to finish as well. If there's anything you think we should cover in future grow guides, then you can email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com or you can find us on all social networks on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and just message us there. Just search for High and Homegrown and you can find us. It'd be a pleasure to hear from you. But for now, as usual, thank you very much for downloading the show. Thank you very much for listening. It would be great if you could share the show with some friends so we can grow even further and get more of an audience. That would be massively appreciated. But for now, enjoy the rest of your week. It's the weekend. It's Friday, the high day. So get high, stay high, and stay safe. We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show, hopefully. See you then. Thanks again, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.